It's Monday, December 16th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Last week, the U.S. and China looked ready to chill with their trade war and that the U.S., Mexico, and Canada had finished a deal of their own. Now, both breakthroughs are looking a little iffy. Then, India just passed a controversial citizenship law that has people furious, but for very different reasons. And finally, global climate talks broke down over the weekend, with big decisions once again put off till sometime in the future. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by JustWorks. Simple software and expert support for benefits, payroll, and HR. The most complicated story of the day is about blockbuster trade deals, which President Trump says he totally gets. To me, it's not complicated, but that's what I do. But this week, we're learning that two recent trade breakthroughs with China and with Mexico and Canada are not quite as complete as we first thought. So today we're going to get into where we thought we were with these two major trade deals and the gaps that still need to be filled in, starting with China. On Friday, we got news about a possible pause in the U.S.-China trade war which has been going on for ages. Remember, the U.S. started imposing tariffs on China almost two years ago. China responded with its own tariffs, and there's been a tit-for-tat trade war going on ever since. Both the U.S. and China were ready to up the ante with more tariffs again yesterday, until... The president today announced what he's calling a phase one trade deal with China. So what's in that deal? Well, we don't really know for sure. We're still waiting on the actual wording of what they agreed to. Here's what we do know. The U.S. is going to turn down the heat on some of its existing tariffs, even though it's leaving others in place like a 25% tariff on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. Trump says those tariffs will be used in negotiations for phase two of the deal. In return, China is apparently going to start buying some U.S. products in bulk, Costco style. The Trump administration says China's committed to buy $200 billion worth of U.S. exports over the next two years. About 50 billion of that each year will be in agricultural goods. Here was Trump in the Oval Office on Friday. I say affectionately, the farmers are going to have to go out and buy much larger tractors because it means a lot of business, a tremendous amount of business. U.S. farmers have been hit pretty hard by the trade war, so this Chinese purchase could be a big win for them. But some analysts say, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Back in 2017, before the trade war, China only bought about half of the new $50 billion goal. Last year, they bought only about a fifth of that. So China supposedly promising these huge purchases is kind of like your friend who can't finish a salad, saying they'll eat two steaks at dinner. And if all this progress still sounds a little too good to be true, don't hold your breath. By one count, this is the fifth time during the trade war that the U.S. and China have claimed to have reached a deal. So anything could happen. That's what we're still trying to figure out in the China trade deal. What about the deal with Canada and Mexico? We talked about a big trade breakthrough in last Wednesday's episode. It's an update to the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, but its new name is a little trickier, USMICA, aka the USMCA, or US-Mexico-Canada Agreement. And one of the big agreements in the deal was that Mexican workers would be allowed to unionize and negotiate their contracts. That's something both U.S. labor unions and Democrats in Washington really wanted in the deal. In the negotiations, Mexico promised to give workers more rights, and negotiators from all three countries signed the revised deal last Tuesday. Mexico's Senate even approved it on Thursday. 
But yesterday, Mexico's deputy foreign minister, Jesus Sayade, flew to the U.S. for an urgent meeting. That's because he had a look at the version of the trade agreement shared with the U.S. Congress and noticed something he didn't remember agreeing to, that U.S. inspectors would be sent into Mexico to make sure the government was following through on their side of the deal. Mexico wasn't okay with that. At a press conference on Saturday, Sayade said, Mexican negotiators hadn't been consulted about foreign inspectors, and they don't agree to those terms. Mexico says these inspectors violate Mexico's sovereignty. So how's the U.S. responding? Here was U.S. trade rep Robert Lighthizer on CBS's Face the Nation yesterday. The president wants Mexico to enforce its labor laws. He doesn't want American manufacturing workers to have to compete with people who are, who are operating in, uh, in, in, in very difficult conditions. Lighthizer doesn't seem to be backing down. So these talks may need to drag on, which means the whole we agreed on a deal thing might have been a bit premature. So what's the skim? Overall, the recent progress on the U.S. trade front seemed to have made Wall Street happy. Markets have been loving the prospect of these trade deals getting wrapped up. And even if these deals still need some gaps filled in, they've at least created some good headlines for President Trump to focus on besides impeachment. Speaking of, the full House of Representatives is expected to vote on two articles of impeachment on Wednesday. And in case one or both articles pass, the Senate is starting to prep for how they'll handle their impeachment trial. Republicans are saying they're gonna work with the White House on what that trial should look like. But Democrats are saying, don't expect a cakewalk. They wanna hear from four witnesses who work in the Trump administration. So set your DVR for some political drama. Coming up, how a new citizenship law in India is making two very different groups of people really upset. After the break. This episode of Skim This is brought to you by JustWorks. JustWorks makes it easier to start, run, and grow a business. With JustWorks, small businesses get access to high-quality benefits, automated payroll, compliance support, and easy-to-use HR tools, all in one simple platform that makes work and life easier and more fun to navigate. To learn more about JustWorks, visit JustWorks.com The Skim. Again, that's JustWorks.com The Skim. Today, tens of thousands of demonstrators continue to protest across India. Police allegedly attacked protesters with batons and fired tear gas into crowds. Up to six people were reportedly killed, and hundreds more have been injured. Over a thousand have been arrested. The outcry has to do with a Citizenship Amendment Act, which was signed into law last week. The law says that religious minorities from three neighboring countries, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and Pakistan, would be fast-tracked to Indian citizenship as long as they aren't Muslim. The religious minorities the law spells out include Hindus, Christians, and Buddhists who came to India before 2015. There are two main reasons why this bill has people angry. Some critics say the law is unconstitutional because India is supposed to be a secular state, meaning the government isn't tied to any religion, and that granting citizenship based on religion is just another government effort to marginalize India's 200 million Muslim population. One notable human rights activist, Harsh Maunder, even said he'd declare himself Muslim out of solidarity with protesters. Other protesters are worried that allowing a lot of immigrants to become naturalized citizens will mean more competition for jobs and land. One place we're hearing that concern is in Assam, 
That's a northeastern Indian state that borders majority Muslim Bangladesh. Here's one of the student protesters who demonstrated today. People should know more about what is happening in Northeast, what is happening to our indigenous tribe. Uh, immigrants are coming and taking away our land and my people are getting killed and nobody's talking about it. The government's response to these protests has been pretty heavy-handed. In addition to police allegedly attacking protesters all over the country, the government has done some extreme things to try to get things in Assam to quiet down, like imposing curfews and even cutting off the internet. Prime Minister Narendra Modi tweeted that people in Assam don't have to worry about losing their culture or their rights. But that sentiment kind of rings hollow, since internet shutdowns have become a favorite government tool for dealing with big protests. An internet shutdown in one other Indian region just became the longest shutdown in a democratic country. As for concern about whether the law is anti-Muslim or goes against the constitution, officials say they're just trying to help persecuted minorities. Though critics aren't so certain, one activist said this bill is, quote, the gravest threat to India's secular democratic constitution since the country's founding. And they're calling for more nationwide protests to stop the law. So these tensions may only be just the beginning. You may have seen in your daily skim this morning that UN climate talks in Spain kind of fell apart over the weekend. The last-minute decision to extend the talks an extra two days looked like a good sign at first. A little more time to, you know, decide how to save the planet. But diplomats still ran down the clock and failed to agree on the details for a global carbon market. That would let countries with the highest emissions avoid lowering emissions if they instead pay for so-called carbon credits. Basically, they can pay another country to do something like plant a forest that helps reduce emissions. Some think carbon markets are effective and finally put a price on carbon emissions and help pay for poorer countries to go green, while others think carbon markets let wealthier countries pretend climate change can be fixed by cutting a check. Whatever you think, the global carbon market's been put on pause till climate talks next year in the UK. And protesters in Madrid weren't having it. They said there's no time to waste and that countries need to speed things up before next year. They need to be solving problems by them, and we cannot support more of this, more of this inaction, politics inaction, so that's why we're here in the streets. For more on the history of climate talks and how climate change could affect your wallet, head on over to theskim.com slash guides. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from an airport in Lithuania. Security staff at Vilnius Airport are taking holiday spirit to a new level. They created a Christmas tree made up of banned items reportedly confiscated from passengers over the last year. Think scissors painted green to look like leaves and multi-tools and lighters hung up as ornaments, complete with a gold star at the top made of blades that sort of look like cheese knives. The staff hopes that the tree reminds people of what not to pack in their carry-ons and how to stay off any airport's naughty list. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us online. If you want to add The Skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. Hello, your friends from Skim HQ here. It's the most wonderful time of the year and also the busiest. 
We asked, and skimmers told us they spend an average of 20 hours every winter prepping for the holidays. So we found a way to save you all some time. Introducing Celebrate Smarter Shop with our presenting sponsor, Batiste. We've skimmed the holidays and curated all the best products for you to give, host, up your travel game, and just de-stress smarter. Shop online today at shop.theskim.com. That's shop.theskim.com. Start shopping. 